thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. They are the host. They are the ones that run this show here. And they're the ones that are rocking it out here on this ship. They are at the helm and they are steering us through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. It's getting a little crazy out there, ladies and gentlemen. Notice gas prices are going up. The only reason I notice that is because I'm out there every single day dropping gas in the ground and I'm looking at the signs while I am doing so. You know, we went uh, from the beginning of the week, I was seeing $4.60 a gallon at the beginning of the week. Then it hiked up to four eighty. I was like, that's pretty amazing. And then today... We decided to, uh, I guess, I guess people in Michigan thought that 480 wasn't good enough. We had to have five dollars a gallon, and yes, I know it doesn't top the seven or eight dollars that you guys are seeing out in California. But hey, you guys have, you guys get killed in taxes out there, so I can't say that's why I don't live in California. I don't want to get taxed to heck. So. If you're living in California, well, you must be really doing well to be able to afford to live out there. But me, I say nay. But, uh, yeah, we're seeing $5 a gallon here in Michigan. In fact, some of the places that I was driving today when I was coming back from the uh, from the east side of the state, I actually saw some truck stops. Uh, I think, what was it, Love's was showing, oh, what was it, Love's truck stop was showing $5 and 15 cents and then there was another place i saw five dollars and 35 cents i'm like holy crap and that's for regular that's not premium or mid-grade that was for regular so it's getting a little real out there for folks and um you know it's um, my prayers are going to be going out to everybody who are struggling excuse me oh boy Sinuses are getting to me today, so excuse me. My allergies are just kind of kicking up a little bit. Um, so anyway, but remember, it's uh, you know, it's gonna be okay. And uh, I know people are feeling the squeeze out there, and uh, I know it can be scary, but just you know, just remember it's. And I know it's easy to say not to worry, but. I'll just tell you firsthand from my own experience, you know, I've been there at points in my life where I didn't have much money in my account, no job, with a ton of debt mounted up, had no idea how I was going to tackle my next move and how I was going to pay bills the following month. Because I just would have just enough money to cover bills for that month. That's about it. Never mind getting food or, you know, even going out to have a little fun or go out to even, you know, get a pizza even, you know. So, yeah, I've been there. I know what the squeeze feels like. But I promise you, you will get through it. So today... On this June 2nd, 2022, 
it is Thursday, so I hope everybody's week is treating them well so far. We're going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 1 through 27. And speaking of just kind of feeling the squeeze, so lately, and I'm not going to get into too much detail because for the sake of time, I've just been feeling myself and I'm just trying to be very transparent with everyone out here because just because I have this podcast doesn't mean every day is rosy and and uh, a perfect day smelling like roses and you know there's days that I have that are bad and when I say bad not bad let me rephrase that there are days that I have that are extremely challenging and put me in a sour mood here how about that and I'm being just straight up with you guys. I'm, I'm trying to just level with you all that I, too, am just a man with human tendencies. And I get ornery sometimes. And sometimes I don't even know why. Last few days have been very challenging at work. I put in about almost a 14-hour day today. Almost a 13-hour, uh, actually, over 13-hour day yesterday. Um, it's just been very challenging, you know. And so... But aside from work, I've been feeling, uh, how should I say, stressed. And not about anything in particular either. Just, you know, maybe it's just a bunch of little things that are kind of mounting up in one giant pile. And I just can't really pinpoint specifically what's bothering me the most. But, you know, today when I was uh, under the loading rack, as we call it, I was loading my truck and one of a, another friend of mine who is a driver for another company, he was walking back from the uh, printer room where we get our BO, you know, BOLs. And he was walking by and I was like, Jonas, like, come here, man. I said, I got to ask you something. And Jonas, he, uh, he's a younger man. He's younger than me. So I'm about, I'll be 30. So I'm 35. He's, I think, and I'm guessing here. And Jonas, if you're, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I guess a little bit over or a little bit under, but I'm guessing he's right around, <clears throat> I want to say 26, 25, 26, maybe, yeah, probably 25, 26 is what I would guess. Mid-20s. And I knew his brother, John, longer because I worked with him at another uh, fuel hauling company before I went to where I'm at now. And so... I got to knowing his brother through my buddy, John. And so anyway, make a long story short, you know, they're very big Christians. They, they have a ministry they do together, John, Jonas, and another gentleman named Phil, uh, Aaron Phillips. And, uh, I want to have those gentlemen on actually at some point to talk about their ministry, really good gentlemen, really good men. They do, you know, they, they do a good service for their church. And so anyway, I asked him, I said, look, I'm having some issues here. I said, I'm feeling stressed. I don't know about what. I said, I know you run about as deep as the uh, Pacific Ocean is. And uh, I know you usually have some pretty good scripture um, for specific situations that, you know, you can just kind of, you know, dig up out of your mental uh, inventory, if you will, for specific situations. And I kind of told him what was going on. I said, you know, we've got a lot of death going on in our family right now. My wife's grandfather, and now my wife's grandmother is about to pass away any day now. And then on my mom's side, her great or her uncle, you know, passed away today. And on my wife's side, have another girl that just is not doing well in the hospital. In fact, actually, she is improving, which is good. 
Um, so it just, you know, a lot of just bad, bad news all the way around between both sides of the family. And so I asked him, I said, you got any, I said, I know I do the show a lot. I said, and I, I am racking my brain right now. I cannot think of anything that sticks out for me to read to help me uplift me. I'm having trouble uplifting myself today, you know, with getting my chapter a day in this morning. And he's like, well, the first thing he said is the first thing I'm, I'm, that comes to mind is Luke chapter one, read that whole chapter. And I was like, okay. I started reading the first, you know, well, before, let me say this. So then he said that. And then like, as we were continuing talking, he goes, you know what? Another one that just came to mind, read first Corinthians uh, chapter nine, the whole chapters, which is one through 27. So at first though, after we finished our conversation, I went to Luke and I started reading and I lost interest like immediately. So I was like, all right, well, let's go to first Corinthians. And so I started reading. And so that's the reason why I picked that today. So Jonas, if you're listening Thank you, brother, for first off taking some time to talk with me a little bit earlier today and for the suggestion. So this particular episode is going out to you as an honor. And I thank you for being there as a friend to just kind of talk with me. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we have times where we struggle too. you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a priest, doesn't matter if you're, you know, someone with a high influential power doesn't matter if you're a CEO or a janitor. We're all, we all bleed red and we all have, you know, we all have sour days. So anyway, I say, I say all that to kind of lead into this. So we're going to get reading, starting with chapter 9, verse 1. And then, like I say, it goes to verse 27. And then we'll kind of discuss it a little bit and then we'll close it out. This might go a little bit past 15 minutes, so I do apologize for that. But, hey, it's okay. All right, so 1 Corinthians 9, 1 through 27, it reads, Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If to others I am not an apostle, at least I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. My defense to those who examine me is this. Do we not have a right to eat and drink? Do we not have a right to take along a believing wife, even as the rest of the apostles and the brothers of the of the Lord and Cephas? Or do only Barnabas and I not only have to refrain right to refrain from working? Who at any time serves as a soldier at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat the fruit of it? Or who tends a flock and does not use the milk of the flock? I'm not speaking these things according to human judgment, am I? Or does not the law also say these things? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing. God is not concerned about oxen, is he? Or is he speaking altogether for our sake? Yes, for our sake it is written, because the plowman ought to plow in hope, and the thrasher to thrash in hope of sharing the crops. If we sowed spiritual things in you... Is it too much if we reap material things from you? If others share the right over you, do we not more? Nevertheless, we did not use this right, but we endure all things so that we will cause no hindrance to the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who perform sacred services eat the food of the temple and those who attend regularly to the altar have their share from the altar? So also the Lord directed those who proclaim the gospel to get their living from the gospel. But I have used none of these things, and 
I am not writing these things so that it will be done so in my case, for it would be better for me to die than to have any man make my boast an empty one. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for I am under compulsion. For woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this voluntarily, I have a reward. But if against my will, I have a stewardship entrusted to me. What then is my reward? That when I preach the gospel, I may offer the gospel without charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel? For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I may win more. To the Jews I became as a Jew, so that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, though not being myself under the law, so that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, though not being without the law of God, but under the law of Christ, so that I might win those who are without law. And to the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that I may be all means, so that I may by all means save some. I do all things for the sake of the gospel, so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. So that's the full reading, by the way, of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, After making a firm case that those who minister for Christ have a right to be financially supported by the people they serve. Now, Paul goes into detail about why he refuses to receive that benefit from the Corinthians. And this is all in service of Paul's larger point. And those in Corinth who are strong in their Christian faith should be willing to give up their right to eat food offered to idols. This is for the sake of those who are weaker in faith. It is true that those in Christ are free to eat any meat, but, you know, idols are false and hold no real power. And Paul is calling the Corinthians to set aside a right that is truly theirs. So to show that he is doing the same thing, Paul begins to demonstrate that he has rights as an apostle, including the right to ask them to support him financially. And this is especially true of the church in Corinth, which he founded. And he describes that the Corinthian Christians as a seal of his apostleship. And you can see that demonstrated in 1 Corinthians uh, 9 one, verses 1 through 2. And so Paul lists some of the rights of an apostle, including food, drink, and taking a wife on the road with him as other apostles do, and instead, he and Barnabas do secular work to support their ministry work. Now, why don't they deserve to be supported by the Corinthians as other spiritual leaders were? Perhaps it's because Paul gives examples to prove his point. 
Soldiers don't pay for their own food, and farmers eat from their crops. Even the law of Moses instructed farmers not to prevent oxen used to plow field from eating grain as they worked, and people who worked in the Jewish and pagan temples also share in the food offered on the altar. And the Lord was clear, uh, the Lord's clear command is that those who sow spiritual seed among a people should reap from them some material support. And so Paul makes it clear that though he and Barnabas have refused this right, he's not asking the Corinthians for money. In part, he does not want anything, including financial support from them, to get in the way of people believing the gospel of Christ. And that's kind of exactly what I feel like here at His Hard Line. This is one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast, because like I said in yesterday's podcast, God's word should never be up for sale. I do this because, well, I'll be honest, I do this for selfish reasons, for, because I like reading the Bible each and every day, and I get a lot out of it. But I also figure, you know, as I get a lot out of it, I figure might as well put it out there in the airways for others to listen to so they might possibly get something out of it. And so, in fact, that he would rather die than to have anything remove his grounds for boasting that he preaches the gospel for free. And he is not boasting about preaching the gospel in and of itself, but Paul believes that he has no choice about that. And he is like a slave entrusted with important work. Just like I've been feeling entrusted by God to start this podcast, which is why I often say, I am Jason, the co-host with God and Jesus Christ as the host, because this is their show. Now, he can boast joyfully, but not arrogantly, that he does not ask for money from those he serves, even though he has the right to do so, which again backs it up from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 15 through 18. Now, in fact, Paul continues, and he limits his freedoms in many other ways, and he participates in Jewish religious life in hopes of winning law-following Jews to faith in Christ. And as one free in Christ, though he also lives as one who is not under the law to win Gentiles, but who are not under the law. And he even becomes weak, in a sense, for the sake of those who are also weak, as it illustrates and was described in uh, verses 19 through 23. But overall, Paul compares himself to an athlete in training to compete in the games of the day. And he competes not for his own salvation, but... um for an eternal crown that involves recognition from Christ for all those that he has led to salvation. And I think that's why he sets aside his freedom and practices self-control. He ultimately hopes to receive that the, he, he ultimately hopes to receive this prize and to not be disqualified by sinful selfishness before he gets to the end of his life. And again, you can see that illustrated in verses 24 through 27. And like Paul, I often hope to receive the prize when it comes time for my last breath to be taken here on this earth. That, you know, I hope that my own selfishness for wanting to be on the air and put out God's word doesn't get in the way here and disqualifies me at the end of my life, right? 
But anyway, I felt like that was a pretty good suggestion for my buddy Jonas. So thank you for that, by the way. Again, I appreciate that. And if you're listening, I know you probably are. Um, it was a good, it was a good chapter to read. And so again, like I will continuously say, ladies and gentlemen, I am not a Bible scholar. I am not an ordained minister or pastor or a priest. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert on the Bible. I just, I read it and I do my best to interpret it and let it, uh, dissolve and marinate in my mind. And hopefully I could try to, you know, What's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, I guess add more context to it and and explain kind of my interpretation of it. So, but that's all I have for you all today. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, rest of your night, wherever you are in the world. And uh, we're going to end this with a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for not just this day and another day of life and good health, but we are extremely thankful that those who feel compelled and hear the call from you to serve you in whatever capacity you see fit, I thank you for helping me see that and figure that out earlier on in my life rather than later. I'm very happy and honored to be here, to work here as one of your foot soldiers, to Put out the true word of God, your word. And I pray that you guide me every step of the way so that I may do it properly, that it may be done carefully and thoroughly so that I'm not missing out anything. We do our absolute best here to put out nothing but 100% truth here. And any, if anything that we ever say on this show is false. Let it fall on deaf ears. But guide us, Father. We thank you again so much for the platform that you give us here today, and thank you for each and every single listener that's out there. And may your podcast, may your show, may your platform expand according to your will and your desires, not mine. And I pray for everybody who listens to this, that they have not just good health, but they have a very prosperous and abundant life ahead of them. We pray all of these things in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's all I have for you today. I hope and truly feel with every ounce of my being, I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful day, a wonderful night, morning, again, wherever you are in the world. And please do not forget to share this podcast. I beg you, I plead with you, and I humbly ask you from the bottom of my heart. I know I ask this every single day. Share this with five or ten friends or family members or coworkers. I know you have another five. I know you have another ten. Send it out to them. I think what I might want to do here at some point is I want to do something that actually creates an incentive too, because I think it would also be fun, create a little bit of engagement. But I think what I want to do is at some point, I want to create some sort of task, a couple tasks that you have to prove to me via screenshots, of course, and uh, to give away a free His Hardline t-shirt. 
And of course, you would email me once I see that, you know, if you were the winner, you would email me and I would I would show you the design that I have. But his Hardline T-shirt basically encompasses the brand on the front. And then on the back of the shirt would have a Bible scripture that I feel is very relevant. And so we have that in the back of the shirt. All shirts are red. All shirts are red. And there's a reason for that, because obviously with Jesus dying for our sins and considering life is in the blood and his blood was shed to wash away the sins of the world, I make all shirts red. There's no black shirts. There's no white shirts, green or anything like that. They're all red with white vinyl or black in some cases, depending on what's on there. But they're all red dyed shirts. And that's symbolic. It's for the blood of Christ that washes away the sins of the world. Because like it says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave up his only son. And so that's why I picked red. This is not meant to be a fashion contest or to win a fashion contest. This is meant to get the word of God out there. But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, if I may, I may, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I'm not going to talk myself up because that's something I really don't like doing, but I will talk up the shirt. Every single time I wear this shirt, I get compliments all the time. And I don't wear clothing to get compliments because I don't really have a fashion sense, number one. Number two, I don't care what people think of my clothes. But I will say this. Every single time I wear this shirt, you can ask my wife, anybody who knows me, every single time I'm out and about with that shirt on, my His Hardline shirt with the Bible scriptures, I get so many people to talk about it. Like, oh my God, I love that shirt. Where'd you get it? And the minute I tell them that I make it, they're like, oh my goodness, you got to let me know how I can get one of these. Yes, we haven't, you know, got, you know, we haven't made these, you know, in a mass production or anything like that. In fact, we do these ourselves because we have a little vinyl cutting machine with a little heat press and uh, we make these, you know, handmade at home. But, you know, if we get to a point to where I think we get so many orders, we might have to kind of outsource this. But I would find something that here is here in America because there's no way in heck I would have this outsourced out of, you know, our nation's borders here. I like to make sure everything's sourced here in this nation. But um, but in the meantime, though, I think that's what I want to do, though. I want to do a little contest to where whoever can prove to me that they've shared this podcast with five people. And I'm going to come up with some certain stipulations. It'll make it very easy, but it'll be, you know, it'll be fun, though, to get the engagement because I would like to give away a free His Hardline t-shirt. And maybe what I might do is maybe the top two, you know, the first two, maybe not just one, but make it kind of interesting. So this way, you know, there'd be two winners, right? And then what I'll do with your permission is uh, the two people that win, I would like to get a picture, you know, of you, if, if I may, uh, with your His Hardline t-shirt on. I'll have you email it to me, and I'll post it on my notices page um, on my website at hishardline.com. So that's all I have for you all today. I hope you have a wonderful night, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and I wish all of you a very blessed day. Bye-bye. Say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to One Percent or Less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.